the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The first ceasefire attempted in Ukraine to evacuate desperate civilians has collapsed amid ongoing shelling. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky made a desperate plea during a private call with U.S. senators to send more planes to help the country fight the Russian invasion. Meanwhile, the invasion has resulted in death and destruction on an enormous scale, sending people fleeing into other countries. About one and a half million people have crossed the border. Senator Marco Rubio says the war in Ukraine is already putting a strain on the global supply of oil. Russian oil is already being sold at a discount in the market, given how difficult it is to transact business and, and payment to them right now. Rubio tells the Salem Radio Network Russia is afraid of seeing other suppliers enter the market. He says that means Moscow may be deliberately slow-walking talks in Vienna aimed at lifting sanctions against Iranian oil. This is SRN News. As you watch the heartbreaking videos of what Russia is doing to Ukraine, you begin to wonder, what is America's role on the world stage? Is the strategy of leading from behind, which Obama came up with, still in place under President Biden? Or should America be a leader on the world stage? Does America have a president who is competent and able to handle each crisis as it comes? Or are we weak and ineffective? Stay tuned right here if you want the answers. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. Looking for your next good read? How about our March Rangery Book of the Month, which is The Rational Passover Haggadah. Dennis Prager continues his Rational Bible Torah series with his examination of the Haggadah. Sign up to win a copy at the Insider Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Rangery Publishing is the division of Salem Medium Group. The Narn with Mitchburg is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. <laughs> now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My studio, just christened now, I'm told, the Kirby and Chris, the Kirby Christina, uh, uh, G-Money, what's the, the name of the studio? It's the uh, Kirby and Christina Realty Studio. Kirby and Christina Realty Studio. This yes. is so much better than the old studio. I'm sitting back, actually, in a hot tub. Uh, with uh, a, a mimosa machine to one side of me and, a, and an espresso machine to the other, uh, sitting here with a microphone floating on a little raft, and this is just the best studio. This is this is better when I worked at, than uh, when I worked at the Evil Talk Empire. I mean, this is the most posh studio I've ever worked in in my life. Everyone should have a talk radio studio this awesome, and for them, for that, I thank uh, Kirby and Christina Realty. So, uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, big show today. We're going to be talking after the bottom of the hour with Sean Tolt. A person with whom I have a history of agreeing with uh, on almost nothing, but who uh, found an issue where we are on pretty much the same side, the issue of housing homeless veterans. He's uh, on some legislation on the subject and has a plan and is looking for people to talk about it. So we'll be talking about it after the bottom of the other here with Sean Toll from the uh, proto-political blog Checks and Balances. He makes a claim for having been the first of the political blogs in the Twin Cities you got to go way back to be on the air before Shot in the Dark, but uh, he makes a valid claim. We'll talk with Sean at the bottom of the hour. Second hour, big hour, we're going to be talking with Shakri Abdi, uh, excuse me, Abdi, um, Abdi Rahman, sorry. Shakri Abdi Rahman, who is a GOP candidate running for the nomination to run against Ilhan Omar this fall in the 5th Congressional District. She's a Somali U.S. Army veteran. 
and uh, has a, an amazing story to tell. This is going to be an interesting race in the fifth CD. Uh, some great candidates running for that nomination here. I do not envy them. Well, no, I do envy them much, although we'll see how life goes in the fourth here in coming weeks. So Shukri Abdurrahman joins me in the second hour, and then we'll be talking with Peggy Beneke from the Robbinsdale Women's Clinic, talking about the work they're doing and, uh, and what you can do to help. The number is 651-855-8912. I also have to point out, by the way, today is a big day on this show. Today is technically the last day of year 17 of this broadcast. Tomorrow, March 6th, is the 18th anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've literally been on the air long enough for this show to vote, to buy a firearm in, in many states, to sign a contract, to well, not rent a car. We can't rent a car. We can't drink yet. But we can join the military tomorrow. Uh, show turns 18 tomorrow. We'll be talking about that perhaps in the last uh, segment here. Or perhaps next week I'll reserve a segment to talk about the 18 years that this show has been. Um, it's going to be a busy show today. I'm not going to have time to do a lot of uh, nostalgia yet. Next week, another whole story. Uh, so this is going to be a lot of fun. And by the way, uh, it's been a Every single day of this show over this last 17 years, 364 days, has been a blessing. I, I joke that the worst day on the air is better than the best day off it. That's not really much of a joke. It's it's it true, near true. And so I, there are things off the air that are pretty darn fun, too. But uh, going on 18 years of uh, doing this show, which, by the way, is five years longer than my original radio career lasted in all of its entirety in all eight stations that I was at the first go-around. This has uh, been a lot more fun than the first go-around. And uh, not a whole lot less money, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, that's me. Uh, by the way, Brad Carlson coming up from 1 to 3 tomorrow. King Banyan from uh, 9 to 11 every Saturday morning. And let's not forget the new guy, Jack Tomczak. Uh, 3 to 5 Saturday afternoons here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Lots of fun stuff coming up here this uh, coming month as we head towards convention season. Much uh, ado uh, going on about something which is taking this state back. I did spend a little time paying some attention to the State of the Union this past uh, Tuesday, and I did it for the same reason that I watch NASCAR races or perhaps linger a little bit over the freeway while the hot riders are coming through, wondering if there's going to be a crash of some kind. Uh, for the same reason, perhaps, that I watch videos referencing Florida Man, wondering what complete mishap, what complete uh, pratfall is going to befall the stars of the video. And indeed, uh, the, the pratfalls of our president, for lack of a better term, did make for an awful lot of media, media chuckling points this last couple of days here. I, and they've all been covered by people much better than me and people who were on the air before me since Tuesday. But I, I've got one in particular that I want to make sure I discuss. And it's important because it, it does, in fact, show not only how disconnected from reality our president is. And by the way, when I say disconnected from reality, I'm not saying this as necessarily a symptom of aging, but a symptom of being who he has been throughout his entire political career. And when I say being who he's been, I mean being who every progressive has always been throughout their entire political lives. Let me explain. During the State of the Union this past Tuesday, President Biden said the key to controlling inflation is not for businesses. I, I don't do a very good Joe Biden impression. Uh, ben Shapiro does a great Joe Biden impression. I don't. But the, 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 the key to controlling inflation, says the president, is to <clears throat> control costs. Here's a direct quote. We have a choice. One way to fight inflation is to drive down wages and make Americans poorer. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Lower your costs, not your wages. Make more cars and semiconductors in America. More Iran infrastructure and, and Iranovation in America. Now, no word, by the way, if the Department of Labor has reclassified wages as, as not a cost yet. Because wages are a cost, and wages are going up, and that's fine. Let's, let's raise wages to the extent that it's possible to do it and not go out of business. I mean, this is something that people like Joe Biden and, oh, I don't know, Tim Waltz and every other progressive in the world seem to get wrong, is that wages, much as you may wish it otherwise, are a cost. 
And you may say in response, well, it's a cost you can't do without if you want to have a business. That's true. There, If you took Econ 101, and most progressives did not, or at least not from a competent professor, Economics 101, I talked to King Banyan about this. Economics 101 tells you the four things you need to run a business are land, labor, capital, and management. And land, by the way, means a place to put a business. It doesn't necessarily mean literally a piece of ground. It could be a, an office. It could be a, your living room if you're a consultant or running a, a business out of your house. It could, be, it could be a garage if you're a shade tree mechanic. Land, labor, of course, someone to do the job. Capital, money to get started. You might need a lot of it if you're opening, I don't know, a factory. You might need very little of it if you're a, a starting a computer gaming company out of your house by yourself. I mean, land, labor, capital, and management, you are all four of those things. And I have friends who've done exactly that this last few months. Management, well, that is someone to point the ship in the right direction. Businesses don't succeed on their own. So when you see people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez say, well, parroting, frankly, the, the Marxist theory, uh, labor theory of value, which it says that the, the most important factor in any business is labor. Without labor, there is no business. Well, that's one quarter true. If you don't have someone to do the work, the work will not get done. But if you want to test that theory, what I suggest you do is take a bunch of short order cooks and shake machine operators and front desk, uh, front counter clerks, and put them on a vacant corner somewhere in the metro area, just a, a piece of land, and leave them there and see if a McDonald's spontaneously erupts around them. If the Marxist labor theory of value were true, all you would need is a group of people standing there ready to make burgers and shakes and fries. And if that experiment works, let me know, and we will admit to Karl Marx in the great beyond that he was correct. And not just Karl Marx, but, but Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who seems to believe that without labor, that, that labor is the one sole factor one needs to have a business. Well, yeah, that's one of them, along with a place to put the business, the money to get it started and buy the stock and to, to advertise and to pay your people while you're waiting to make a profit, and someone to manage it. In other words, to decide to find that corner, get the labor into place, build the McDonald's, and start cranking out the food. But leaving all that aside, the president says, I'll oh, just lower costs. Well, let's talk about that. If you run a business that involves any kind of transportation of any kind at all, your costs are rising. Your costs have doubled since Joe Biden took office. I have family who work in the trucking industry. You want to see their fuel bills? That's a cost that you really can't lower if you want your truck to get from point A to point B and not stop halfway in between out of fuel with a broken fuel pump. What other costs can you just lower? Pay less for rent? Your landlord may have something to say about this since their costs are going up. And by the way, their occupancy is dropping. They need to make their money or go out of business, which means what? No place to put your business. I mean, if all the commercial real estate uh, people go out of business because everyone's working at home, all the businesses are going to have to work out of the house. Try that with a McDonald's sometime. McDonald's International may have a problem with that. What costs can you just lower? You, you can't pay less in rent. You can't pay less for labor. In fact, you have to pay more to get it. Your cost of capital is going to rise because insurance rates are going to rise because by disconnecting the dollar from world markets, as we have done over the past 10 days, the, the cost of the, the, the value that, oh, and let's not forget, massive de deficit, de deficit spending, I mean, at, at greater than wartime levels in what is still peacetime for America, devalue the dollar, which means the cost of your capital, your finance, the loans you have to take out to start the business till you turn a profit, that's going up. President Biden, pray tell, what costs can you just lower? See, this is the sound of a person 
who has never worked one day in the private sector in his entire life. Oh, he may tell stories about his father, Corn Pop, working in the coal mines of Scranton or whatever, the coal mines of Delaware, perhaps. Who knows when he was a child. But this guy does not know what the end of a cash register looks like, to say nothing of a ledger sheet. These are our, quote, leaders. Uh, much more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. According to the World Gold Council, while demand for gold is surging, 72% of people reply they lack the necessary know-how to do so. Hi, my name's Adam Barada, owner of Advantage Gold, hands down the highest rated gold dealer in the country. The reason? We lead with education. We've taught millions of investors how to buy gold safely and securely, and our in-depth gold guide explains everything you need to know. From what type of metals to consider, if an IRA or cash transaction is best, and how you can be certain that the gold you're buying is authentic, certified, and real. Call 800-900-8000 now and get our number one rated first-time gold buyer's kit. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the information you need to secure your future. Call 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000 today. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800 884 That's 800-884-9018. Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, goco.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. Hey, don't forget you can join us for a night of debate with the leading conservative candidates for Minnesota's Attorney General's Office Thursday, March thirty first, from six thirty to eight thirty at Providence Academy in Plymouth. You'll hear from Tad Jude, Lynn Torgerson, Jim Schultz, and Doug Wardlaw. Evening will be moderated by Liz Collin of Alpha News, and as a straw poll right afterwards, it'll be happening as well. Invite a friend. Reserve your seats at am twelve eighty thepatriot dot com. If you can't make it in person, by the way, we'll be carrying every moment live here on AM twelve eighty The Patriot, and I believe Jack, Brad, and I will be doing pre and post game uh, analysis as well. It's an important race. We need to get Keith Ellison out of this house, uh, office pronto. Uh, stat, I believe, is the medical term for that. Here, uh, these are the four guys who are going to take their run at it. Here, fingers crossed. We've interviewed a couple of them. Of course, I've interviewed. Uh, all of them at various points over the years, or at least spoken with all of them at various points. I had Schultz, uh, Tad Jude, uh, Doug Wardlow many times in the last cycle. Not yet this cycle. And uh, Lynn Torgerson will be talking with as well. So I believe I had her on the show. 
hard to tell anymore. I've kind of, after 18 years of doing this, I've kind of hit peak memory for all the people I've had on this broadcast. But yeah, we'll, we'll be, uh, anyway, uh, the 31st, March 31st, Thursday, the final Thursday night of the month uh, here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Looking forward to uh, bringing you that live from Providence Academy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Anyway, 651-289-4488, the number to call. And I had a little deja vu moment uh, this past week, uh, speaking of Minnesota politics. Back in 2010, now you may remember this, this broadcast had been on the air for six years at that point. We were already kind of settling. We were kind of hitting our peak, both as a broadcast, uh, Ed and I, and uh, and of course, we at that time, we were three different Northern Alliance broadcasts, the opening act uh, with John Hinderocker, Chad the Elder, and Brian St. Paul Ward uh, first, then myself, Ed Morrissey. Uh, after that, and after that, Michael Broadcorp, King Banyan from three to five. Uh, this was some great times on the Narn. And we were right in the thick of the 2010 gubernatorial race. Uh, we were obviously, we're, we're, this is the peak of the, of, the, of the influence, I think, of political blogs here in Minnesota as well. And it was probably the best traffic I've ever gotten covering the Minnesota governor's race back then. I, had, I broke a few big stories. I did a lot of analysis that mattered, I think, at the time. And it was it was an important race, and the DFL knew it because back then they were faced with uh, a race against a charismatic Republican Tea Party firebrand, Tom Emmer. Now, I know some of you up in the CD6 right now say, hey, Tom Emmer's just a rhino, and to which I respond, compared to what? Yeah, he's wrong on—he was, for a while, wrong on national popular vote, as everyone who supported it was, but— if you follow the Reagan commandment, you vote for the most conservative candidate who can win. And it is a reasonable estimate that Tom Emmer was the most conservative candidate who could win. Now, he was up against Marty Seifert for the nomination. He pulled out a win at the convention after getting shellacked in the uh, straw polls in February, which shows you a little something about what straw polls will get you, uh, best or worst case, depending on your point of view. But there's no mistaking the fact that Tom Emmer was a charismatic candidate for governor. He, 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 by the way, showed that there is really no winning for Republicans. I mean, Tom Emmer being a extroverted, outspoken, very plain spoken, to the point, acerbic fella, got labeled angry by the media and the opposition machine from the DFL. Pardon the redundancy. And so you got... After that, two cycles of Jeff Johnson, great guy, longtime friend of this broadcast, good friend of, of, of me and everyone at this station, but not someone you could ever call angry. Had a completely different point, uh, di- different uh, public demeanor about him, very amiable, very affable guy. And Tom Emmer, of course, had the idea, gave off the impression he was a, he was a hockey defenseman who was ready to, to, to spear you. And I say that in, in, with all affection. The guy's great. I, li- I like Tom. I like, I, like, uh, I, I like Jeff Johnson as well. And, of course, both of them have impeccable conservative credentials, at least as far as anyone can, can show me in, a ma- in terms of voting records that matter. You can find imperfections with both of them. That's fine. But the DFL was faced uh, with the prospect of running against him with, well, the person who won the conventions was Margaret Anderson Kelleher, and that couldn't be allowed. So Mark Dayton sold a couple Renoirs and won the primary. And if you're a DFLer, you're thinking, okay, Margaret Anderson Kelleher, perhaps not the most inspirational candidate, but a pretty solid person who knows where the political bodies are buried, up against Mark Dayton. Oh, my God. You could practically hear the DFL uh, grown. Uh, I mean, Mark Dayton brought some advantages to the table. He was connected via his ex-wife with the Alliance for a Better Minnesota, which is essentially a laundering machine for money from progressive plutocrats with deep pockets. A number of us conservative bloggers, uh, Derek Brigham from Freedom Dogs especially, managed to diagram the connections of all these progressive plutocrat money groups to the to the the Dayton campaign to the DFL and the Dayton campaign there's an insane amount of money that the DFL funneled into uh, the Dayton campaign and I think there's a fair case to be made that some of that money went to a fellow named Tom Horner Tom Horner had been I believe a state representative certainly a state bureaucrat he was Nominally a Republican, but he was a Republican from the Arnie Carlson school. You talk to him today, by the way, and I've run into him on social media over the past 12 years. 
And the guy would not pass for even a conservative or moderate DFLer. I mean, the guy is right in the center of the DFL, probably a little bit to the right of today's DFL mainstream, Aaron Murphy, uh, Aaron May Quaid. Uh, but I mean, the guy is not to be mistaken for a Republican in any sense of the term today. But then either is Arnie Carlson and Dave Durenberger, for that matter. They're all from the same basic school of the, quote, Republican Party, the 1970s, early 80s, early 90s era independent Republican Party, which were basically DFL uh, candidates with slightly better suits. They went along and got along. They were moderate Republicans in the old sense of the term. As James Lilacs used to joke back in the early 1990s, uh, when he lived in Washington, D.C., he would joke with some of the people in, in D.C. media saying, in Minnesota is the state where you have the the the, the pro... <laughs> The, the, the pro-abortion, anti-gun candidate, and the Democrat. They were talking about Arnie Carlson back then. And Tom Horner was a Republican, quote-unquote Republican, from that same school. He was a, quote, moderate, end quote, quote, Republican, end quote, bureaucratic, uh, bureaucrat. And it, it'd be hard to tell... If there was any actual Republican money, certainly no Republican gra- uh, grassroots groundswell of support. He didn't even try to run in any of the conventions, any of the primaries as a Republican. There was not a single vote cast for him at a single caucus anywhere in Minnesota, the Republican Party. He was what you call astroturf, uh, fake grassroots. <laughs> and he was basically put up there by plutocrats on the left with deep pockets to soak up Republican votes that weren't paying much attention or who thought, oh, that Tom Emmer sure is angry. And it's coordinated by the same exact people and the same exact media campaign that was out there slandering Tom Emmer and, by the way, slandering the Tea Party out of existence. And it worked. You look at why Tom Emmer lost the governor's race in 2010 by 8,000 votes. That's 8,000 votes. Tom Horner soaked up all those votes. He soaked up enough moderate squishes to give Dayton the margin of victory he needed, the thinnest possible margin, perhaps the thinnest margin of victory any DFL governor candidate, any governor candidate in the history of Minnesota has ever gotten. You can blame Tom Horner for that. No, you can't blame Tom Emmer's anger. He wasn't an especially angry guy. You can't blame... The flash mobs of gay rights advocates who were pelting Target with rocks and garbage for not being sufficiently uh, anti-Republican enough at the time, a mistake they will never make again. No, it was Tom Horner's candidacy. This past week we saw, I think, the idea that someone's trying this again. It may not redound against the Republicans this time. In fact, it may be karmic payback, if you believe in karma, which I don't. I believe what goes around comes around. But this past week, a fellow named Corey Heppola, a former news anchor, former radio host at The Good Neighbor, which some of you may remember was a big radio station here in the Twin Cities 30 years ago. Not so much anymore. Corey Heppola uh, went on the air this past week and said, we're not red, we're not blue, we're purple. He represents a, quote, party, end quote, called the Forward Party, which is a production of Andrew Yang, who some of you may remember from the Democratic race a couple of years ago running in the 2020 campaign to uh, for, for president. Andrew Yang, who's, a, I believe, a, I want to say California state senator of some kind or another, former representative, perhaps. And it's you'd call him probably a moderate Democrat, a less extreme Democrat. And. I saw this Corey Heppel's declaration and, and declaration of his candidacy and, and looking at some of his positions, he is as weak as can be on the First Amendment. Absolute, absolute joke on First Amendment issues, which is interesting coming from someone who came up through the news media. Huh. Go figure. <laughs> the, the First Amendment for me, but not for the crowd. His take on the Second Amendment is absolutely toxic. It is absolutely something that belongs on the extreme progressive wing of the DFL. And I got to thinking, this may be karmic payback for Tom Horner. Corey Heppola 
might just soak up enough Democrat votes to, to help whatever Republican comes away with the nomination make a contest of it this November. So I'll say this. If you're a Democrat, if you're a DFLer out there, it is your moral duty to vote for Corey Heppola, who represents all that the Democratic Farmer Labor Party really stands for. I mean, that's what they said about Tom Horner 12 years ago, and it was complete baked monkey doodle back then. I think it's fair, perfectly fair today. So if you're a DFL, if you tell all your DFL friends, Corey Heppler is the way to go. Uh, Sean Toll joins us, uh, joins us after the break talking about uh, housing for veterans, some plans that are afoot, some things you can do about it. When we return, Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. This is Al Malmberg. This coming Sunday morning on the World of Aviation, we'll welcome back J.R. Olson and David Bruns. They have three new books out. Order of Battle came out a few months ago and deals with Russia invading Ukraine. These authors were way ahead of everyone else when it comes to the war in Ukraine. No surprise, though, both Olson and Bruns graduated from the Naval Academy and Olson worked as an intelligence officer. Join us Sunday morning for their take on the events occurring in Ukraine. The World of Aviation at 10.05 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Ooh, 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 yeah. Huh, really? Well, my commute's painless. You feeling okay? I'm serious. Since my company moved to Center Point of Mendota Heights, my commute has become a breeze. It's located near major highways for easy access to anywhere in the metro. No way. Yeah. Plus, hot lunch spots nearby, and when the weather gets nicer, I can get out on the trails along the Mississippi. Sure, but don't you miss being in an office downtown? Nah, not with eight single-story buildings and fully customizable space to fit our company's culture and needs. No shared common areas. We've got private bathrooms and free parking. Did you say free parking? Yep. No more parking contracts or searching for a spot on the street. I park right outside the front door. No way. Where is this? Center point of Mendota Heights. It's just off Highway 55 and 62. That means super easy access to the airport. It's an ideal place for any business looking for a value-forward move. You can check it out at escapetomendota.com and work where it's easier to work. All right. I'll tell my boss to visit escapetomendota.com. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. I'm an American boy. Come along with AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, you depend on us for the right perspective on today's news, special event stories. Here's another way we're continuing our mission to keep you informed every day. It's the SalemNewsChannel.com. News channel that loves America isn't afraid to admit it. Watch your favorite hosts like Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, the whole crew. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Check out salemnewschannel.com. It is your antidote to the mainstream media, along with all of us here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Join us every day, both channels. Do it. Well, we're trying to kill a lady because my 
651-289-448-H, the number to call should you care to join us, and I hope you do. You can also join us on all of the social media. Uh, we're on all of them right now, Twitter, uh, Gab, Parler, Getter, MeWe. We're not on Truth yet because, well, we don't know exactly uh, how to get invited. It's like all the parties back in high school. We never get invited to any of them. But we're on all the rest of them. Look for the hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. If you want to get involved, operators standing by via all of the channels to join us here. So my next guest is someone I've probably never agreed with with much of anything in either of our lives here. But uh, we found some common cause on one issue here, and that is something that we should all probably agree on. That is the need to take care of our veterans, uh, including a number of veterans or quite a number of them out there. We're having some trouble in society out there today. And with us to talk about that, uh, Sean Toll joins us. Sean, uh, Sean uh, welcome to the Northern Alliance. How are you doing today? Well, we agree on sailing, Mitch. You were going to join my sailing club years ago, and you never did. So there's two things. I you're right. You're right. Sailing, and, and of course, as like all of us North Dakotans, I've got salt, salt water in my veins, and we're a, we're a maritime people, and sailing is uh, is part of my life. Absolutely, Sean. So that's two. That's two. We could probably dig in and find a few more. But uh, we're going to focus today on the big one, the one that's actually uh, making some moves in the Minnesota State Legislature. We need people to get uh, get on top of here, and that is... Uh, helping out homeless veterans, veterans who are not able to afford to live or otherwise having trouble finding a place to live uh, in Minnesota. Uh, give us a little background on yourself, Sean Toll, before we get started here. Sure. Thank you, Mitch. Um, well, my name is Sean Toll. I published Minnesota's first digital political magazine, Checks and Balances, started in 1995, predated probably even Mitch in that regard. True. Uh, so, um, uh, went to some mob meetings that Mitch was at years ago, and uh, but I also am a veteran of the United States Coast Guard, served from 1982 to 86, actually left the Coast Guard because of Ronald Reagan, and uh, in addition, um, as I've been moving forward in life, uh, I've recognized uh, some of the needs in the veterans community for housing because as an entrepreneur, my money comes in cyclically, not or not regularly, and so... I found myself in need. And when I looked at the system, because I have studied the system for years, I thought there were some real significant approaches that could be delved into, kind of novel in uh, regards to how I address them. And using existing program structure, I have three bills before the Minnesota legislature. We'll talk about those bills in a moment. But first, let's talk about the problem. I mean, we've, we've been hearing for years, especially as the war on terror war da- uh, wound down over time, that there are a lot of veterans out there who are having a lot of trouble. Now, you in particular mentioned your own issues over time, having uh, having ridden the business roller coaster uh, a time or two as an entrepreneur, and boy, a lot of us are familiar with that. Uh, there's a lot of veterans out there who are just flat having a lot of trouble, and, and the mental health issues that a lot of veterans have, especially those returning from the war on terror, uh, has been documented and, and also needs plenty of attention. But tell us a little bit about the homelessness issue among veterans here in Minnesota. Well, as I look at the question, um, not being homeless myself, uh, I do know that there are identified and unidentified veterans that are in camps that you might see on the side of the road or sleeping in a tent. Uh, They're in shelters. They're in a variety of places. In fact, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs has a website that talks about identified veterans that are registered as in the homelessness list. Um, But just because there's a number of people that are listed on the list, that doesn't mean all are recognized. Right now, as an entrepreneur, I look at things this way, problem, cause, solution. As regards to the problem, we know what the problem is. Cause, I think it's multifaceted. So I can't, you know, delve directly into that. You highlighted one mental health um, alcoholism might be, might be just disassociated personality disorder. I don't know, but it also could be, uh, another thing that we need to look at, which is solution. And, uh, on the solution side, I say, let's figure out what the existing programs that are in place, move them to a little bit of a different direction. In fact, some of the things I'm looking at in the legislation merely just add veterans as a category specifically, 
Um, and, and I think we can address it that way. Um, and I hope I answered your question. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a long and winding road, but it, but it led us to the door. So they had no problem here, Chantal. It is, it is a big, confusing issue. We only have so much time. But uh, we, we'll, we'll take the time. Absolutely. So you, you mentioned the, the, the problem. That's obvious. It's homelessness. The causes are many fold. I mean, people have existing mental illnesses. There's addiction problems. And there's just an access problem. I mean, you, I've, if you've got kids out there who are entering the housing market in their in their 20s these days even in their 30s it is hard to get a place i mean if if you you have impeccable credit you've been working your butt off and you you make a decent income it's still hard to find a place to live renting or buying out there and if you've had to take a good chunk of the best years of your life out uh to to go overseas it's it's it becomes a problem here so let's let's talk about the uh about the about the solutions that you have uh, that you're looking at here, Chantal, you've talked about some of the, uh, the the legislation that you're looking at here. What's currently wending its way through the legislature? Well, I will speak to it for in political parlance. We have what are called house files, and those are ones that move through House of Representatives. They have a companion file that moves through the Senate, and you can find them on the same web page um, as a companion file. But House File twenty seven forty is the principal. Uh, piece of legislation I'm advancing, and that is to actually build for veterans a fourplex because every honorably discharged veteran has the allowable opportunity for a VA home loan mortgage up to four units. Additionally, even if they're in the worst economic position there is, the VA will recognize them for up to 75% of their rental income toward their debt credit ratio now you talked about people with sterling credit i'm going to talk about those that likely don't have it right but the overall point is is it's not necessary because the lender could actually waive a credit score they have eligibility by virtue of their honorable discharge and then you have a reflected amount of income that can be assessed towards your ability to pay a note now the irony of it is mitch is the fact that they call it the guaranteed home loan mortgage you know what? You know where the guarantee is? I, Not for the veteran. For the lender. It's for the lending institutions. Correct. So let's actually say that the program's on its head, but it's still available. So my my legislation, House File 2740, which you look it up on the House of Representatives uh, website, um, basically says we will build a fourplex. We will build a community center. And we will do that in a designated number of communities. Now, right now, the bill says five. I have an amendment ready for Thursday when the bill gets introduced to add two more. So that's Minneapolis, St. Paul, Duluth. Ironically, when the governor actually came out and said, you know, we've ended veterans homelessness in 84 of the state's counties, they forgot. Hennepin, Ramsey, (laughs) and St. Louis. So, gee, that's why I have those in there. Then there's St. Cloud what we're going to have is an amendment. Well, the highest rate of veteran suicides happening in that community. We have included the city of Sox center because there's something called the uh, Eagles healing nest. Uh, we've included the city of Ramsey because there's actually a VA clinic in it. Right. And so in total package, you get seven different site locations in close, lo- uh, close proximity to a VA care facility and the opportunity to build a community center in each instance. But we want to build two buildings, one with a community center, one with a commercial space, so that we actually can take advantages of some other uh, opportunities that are out there as well. We're talking with Sean Toll of uh, the, the publication Checks and Balances, which he accurately points out is the grandfather of, of uh, political blogging here in Minnesota. We'll, we'll give him that much here. And a unique approach to ending or at least addressing veteran homelessness. Now, I've got some questions about your approach I'd like to get to after we take a quick break here. Uh, and by the way, we'll open this up for phone calls or questions on Twitter. The phone number is 651-289-4488 or... Go to hashtag NarnShow on Twitter, Gab, Parlor, MeWe, and Getter. Uh, we're available through all of them, and operators are standing by everywhere. Let's take a quick break. Back with some questions for Chantal and how you, perhaps, can help out if this grabs you. Go nowhere. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280. The Patriot will be right back.
1280 The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you thinking about selling your home as is and wondering if that's really the smartest option? If you want to know which updates will get you top dollar, call Connie Tupin with Remax Results for your free consultation. Put her 50 years of experience to work for you. She guarantees you'll have a smooth transition into your new home. Call 952-261-9222 or email Connie Tupin, T-O-U-P-I-N at Comcast.net. That's Connie, T-O-U-P-I-N at Remax Results. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, ending year 17 today, tomorrow the 18th anniversary on the air. We'll be celebrating that next week on the broadcast. Hey, make sure your kids or maybe grandkids are getting the educational foundation they need for future success in their career and life while ensuring biblical truths are at the core of their education by going to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There you'll see a list of partnering schools and learn how we can save you 50% off your first year of tuition at a wonderful private Christian school. We've helped well over 100 Twin Cities families access private education and we'll be happy to help you, too. No obligation. Reach out today at am1280thepatriot.com. We're talking with Sean Toll from Checks and Balances, who is pushing a house file, 2740, of which more in a moment here. Uh, Sean, I've got three questions about your plan so far here right now. We've talked about this in the past. Some of it um, actually grabbed me on, one, on at least one of them because it reminds me of a conversation I had on an online forum that we both used to frequent back in the day, and which I suggested to former city council president Dave Thune in St. Paul, perhaps the best way to spend a million dollars to revitalize the Lower East Side during the housing crisis was to give me a million bucks. I would buy a block of foreclosed houses, which you could get back then for about a quarter million, and sell them off at cost to veterans, people with carry permits, small home business people, homeschoolers, and watch the property values in the area explode uh, and basically bring the, the Lower East Side back. He said it wasn't the dumbest idea he'd ever heard. Now, there's some resonance in there, and, and not tongue-in-cheek resonance, uh, in there with the, uh, in this idea that you have that, that kind of uh, intrigued me. For starters, you specifically talk about veterans buying and building fourplexes. Why is that? Why, why that specific configuration of housing, Chantal? 
Because I believe that you should maximize the opportunity presented. And it's not only that you're providing a person with a safe and secure place to live, but you're providing them a revenue stream. So if they've been couch surfing or living in a shelter or whatever, I'll, I'll doubt that that veteran's putting money into their 401k. So they have no long-term stability, and this would give them and afford them that. Now, they don't build the fourplex. We build it for them. Right. And, uh, and you would go to our website, containedsolutions.org, to see what we are interested in building. Uh, we are only not just building a fourplex, but we're also building an aggressive solar array so it can have its own standalone power. Um, we're also building a polycarbonate panel outside so we can have food growth. And actually having horticulture in your environment, it's known therapeutic for people that have PTSD. So we're kind of tackling it in a multifaceted way. But the community center would also be a workforce development space that would help. And finding out from what the veterans they want, maybe they will work with us, veterans building for veterans. Or, you know, maybe they want to be a media replacement for you, Mitch. Heck, we'll teach them how to work radio. Uh, bring it on. Uh, if the challenge is out there, I will meet it and uh, surpass it in every way, as I always have for <laughs> Chantal. But uh, good, nice try. Bring bring them on here. At any rate, uh, and who knows? We'd love to love to love to talk with some of these folks on the air here. So that's why the fourplex. That makes sense. There's some income involved there. Uh, so you you've noted that that these programs are available via VA loans already, and it's like you pointed out, it's guaranteed to the lenders. But that essentially makes the the terms easier for a veteran to get why are veterans not snapping this up already what's what's the holdup if if the feds if the veterans administration already guarantees these loans how come we don't have a wave of veterans doing this sort of thing already Chantal? because they don't do it to the same capacity if we were talking a single family home then they will guarantee it a hundred percent uh 25 percent actually on the payback but uh but Where's your revenue stream to be able to meet your note, though, Mitch? There's no actual ability. In a, if you, you're going to have to have a job. Right. I believe in this case, you, I create employment for these people, and they, it could be passive employment. They don't even have to be the, the landlord, per se. They could actually have a property management company just take a fee off the top and do the work for them. Yeah, no, but, but owning rental property is a great investment, and it's a great inflation-proof investment, which is pretty sage in times like this. Uh, thank, thanks, Joe Biden. But uh, let's let's talk about where. You talked about Minneapolis and St. Paul, obviously large concentrations of veterans uh, in need in the Twin in the twin Cities. Of course, Duluth, you mentioned. You mentioned the, th- the other communities involved, Ramsey, uh, Sauk Rapids, and I think there was one other in there. So uh, wh- where do these fourplexes all go? I mean, Minneapolis and St. Paul in particular, incredibly grueling housing markets, although the zoning has recently become much more favorable, favorable for multi-unit housing. Where do all these fourplexes go, Chantal? Well, it'd be dependent upon land availability. It's, and when we're talking about a place like Ramsey, where I actually will speak to their city council on uh, Tuesday, they have more land availability and more space available. When it comes to the, somewhere like St. Paul, it's really Instead of building on, you know, a single lot, maybe we have to have two adjoining lots, maybe three adjoining lots. Right. And actually, I just graduated from the St. Paul Small Developers Boot Camp, which I actually got a hat tip to the uh, city for. It's a great, great program, great idea. Anybody can be involved in it. But its intent is, is to maximize the opportunity. But it teaches you how to wade through the regulatory aspects and the other things. But uh, but the fourplex is the sweet spot. It doesn't have to be as great of the square footage that we talk about. Yep. It just has to be a four unit. And so in our case, we're looking at 3,400 square foot per unit, which is fairly sizable. But I'm not a tiny houses guy. I'm kind of – I don't want to put people in boxes. I want to put them in a place that, hey, if they have three kids, they could actually have – enough room in the 1600 square foot uh, unit that I want to put them in. You can survive or a you can survive they- a Minnesota winter in and without going completely crazy. No that's that's actually very we we uh, very good idea right there and I'm with you on that. So uh, we got about two and a half minutes left Chantal. Let's talk about the legislation and where it's at, what obstacles yep. it faces and what people in the audience can do if they want to learn more and find out more about this. Let's start with the legislation itself. What's uh, what's its outlook in the house right now? Well, right now, I'm not sure exactly. I know it's going to go in front of the committee, and uh, Chair Alice Hausman from St. Paul Uh-oh. is interested in uh, hearing it. 
Okay. And uh, then we'll see what happens. There are actually two more pieces of legislation. That's uh, House File 2741 and 2745. But to wrap a ball around this, the first call I would ask anybody to make is to Kurt Dowd. Kurt Dowd and I have spoken, and he says, I haven't read the bills yet, but I'm not opposed to signing on. And I actually thought he was going to be a structural opponent. And now that I hear there's an open opportunity, that's great. But I would go through the entirety of the House committee, and I would call upon Matt Bliss. I would call upon uh, John Heinrich. In fact, I'm trying to build in Ramsey, and Representative Heinrich said, well, it's not good for me this year. Uh, Maybe next year. What he's saying is maybe next year when we're in the majority, but that's not an excuse. Um, Representative Tony Jurgens from Cottage Grove and Representative Bill Farr, or Brian Farr, excuse me. All of those people that I've identified are Republicans on the committee, and, and this is one thing that actually bipartisanship can work. Yeah. Now, in the Senate, I have Senate companions. Senator Dave Senjum is in support. Uh, uh, Zach Duckworth is in support. Um, there are Republicans on the bills, uh, as well as Democrats. And the real, the real funny thing about this is, is everybody asks me, well, where's the, there's a veterans organization called MACV, Minnesota Assistance Council for Veterans. Where are they at? Where are they at? They at? Where is the department at, Minnesota Veterans Affairs? They don't do housing. Right. This is a housing question. I'm trying to add veteran to all of the existing housing programs, like the Community Home Ownership Impact Fund. I'd like there to be a Veterans Housing Impact Fund. I'd like there to be Veterans Education specifically for credit, so that they talk to them about, you know, VA home loans, not a Freddie Mac, Freddie May, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or a HFA loan. The, the, let's talk about what a veteran can use and, and, and deploy, and, and let's do it that way. So call your legislators I've identified. Go to the House of Representatives site. Look at the Housing Finance and Policy Committee. Call those Republicans. You don't even have to live in their district to call them. That's right. Write them a letter would be better. Writing a letter gets you more impact in this good, modern-day age than good, does uh, send good, an email. Good old paper letters are, are the, the, the gold standard for reaching people. But as you pointed out, it's the House Finance, uh, I should say, House Housing and Finance Policy and Committee. Policy Committee. Alice Houseman, my one-time representative, the chair of that. Best of luck with that. Uh, Sean Toll, you mentioned a website. we got about 20 seconds here. Uh, the website where people can find out more about this effort. Uh, go right ahead. Contained solutions.org contained ed solutions.org my will, phone number's there the email's there and uh, i'll have more information about the bills later this week i will post the link to contained solutions.org at shot in the info for those who need the the head start sean thanks for joining us we'll stay in touch in this thanks for joining us today thank you for your time you bet northern alliance radio network am 1280 the patriot go nowhere shukri abdirahman joins us after the break on am 1280 the patriot Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. 
That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith I'm Staff Sergeant Alex I'm Staff Steven. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as Reserve Citizen Airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member and of And I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. AM 1280, The Patriot is double. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.